welcome to Swapping Joysticks. Uh, I am your host, Biggest Benos, otherwise known as Ben Oswick, and it is the 29th of September 2022, and I'm joined, as always, by our favourite piece of furniture, uh, Nightingale. Wow, how dare. How are you doing? How's that spot? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hide it. How dare you? No, you look great. In fact, everyone in chat, doesn't Ed look great? How great does no, Ed look? He loves, he loves hearing compliments. I don't. Um, if, you don't are do that. if you are listening, by the way, uh, to us on, you know, Catch Up or Podcast Player or whatever like that, just, um, you know, just tweet at Ed underscore Knights. Tell him how great he looks. Don't do that. <laughs> That'd be really weird. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think it would. But welcome. Um, this is... Uh, swapping joysticks, your home of LGBTIQA, mix it all up, uh, gaming content. <laughs> Pick a letter. <laughs> yeah, one of them. I was gonna, we should just put it, in a, put it in a different order every single week so nobody uh, feels GLTBIAQ plus. Hmm, I'm going to start it with a plus just to make, you know, why not? Because why not? <sighs> but yeah, welcome everybody. Um, I am Ben. I'm, I've introduced myself for a second time because I'm a bit pissed. No, I'm not. I've um, I have Are had a couple, <laughs> no. I've just had like two quite pale ales. So um, you're quite pissed. I am six foot five and a half. I don't get drunk off two little cans of beer. Wow. But I am, you know, a bit of a floozy. So I am. This is true. <laughs> just incredibly horny. Um, but we're welcome. Um, Ed, how has your week been? It's been a week since we did this. Has it? <laughs> I think. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has been a week. Yeah. We do this every I, week, Ed. Where where is where has time gone? We we do <laughs> do this know. every we do this every week. So <laughs> you seem very surprised that by the way, guess so here, I'm gonna give you a little test. Guess how many podcasts we have done together. Oh, I've got absolutely no idea. Have a guess. That's why I said guess. Forty two. 57. This is the 57th podcast we've done. Really? Yes. Wow, time flies. That includes the uh, the one where we like split over two, you know, the like the game of the year one. Um and okay. also include well, the launch one was only an hour was an hour so that counts as well. But yeah. Back at you know the first one was called 3 to 1 launch. It's the first episode this week Ed and Ben chat about their favorite PS5 launch games, uh, Nintendo news and the best launch games ever made. There you go. Wow. Favorite open world games. We had Merry Splitmas. Um, and then the Split the Screen Awards. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, weird. I don't know why they call Split the Screen on uh, on some of them. What's Ooh. Split the Screen? I've never heard of Split the Screen. No, swapping joysticks. I don't joystick. think that was successful. I've heard swapping joysticks is, you know, the brand to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, what have you been up to this week? Um, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> we're doing this a lot later than usual, and I'm like, I don't think my brain's working at this time of day anymore. Yeah. Um, what's what's happened this week? Not much. It's been generally, it's been a really quiet week, um, which is nice, needed. Mm. We met up, didn't we? Did we? I thought we did. Maybe we didn't. What did we do on Monday night? Didn't we do something? No, I went to the gym and played video games. Uh, no, didn't do anything then. I can't remember. No. No, no idea. No. Oh yeah, no, I was streaming. Week. That was right. Yeah. 
No, I was doing. Uh, I was playing a game. There you go. <laughs> I guess the one the one interesting thing that I've had this week is um, an article that went up on Monday, <gasps> which was an interview with Yoshi P. Yoship. Yoship. Yeah. What exactly? That's with a P, not a T. What did he tell you? Um. Well, I'd love to say that we spoke. I was about to say, yeah. How did he? How did he do the translate? Was it like you know? Was he in the room? Did. did you actually go all the way to Japan to interview him and speak to him like that, or did you speak to him over Zoom instead? Something bad like that? No, it was just over email, unfortunately. Oh, um, grinder. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I was offered the chance to ask some questions about the new, um, the new update, um, and the Island Sanctuary mode. What do you think and, of it? Uh, I haven't played it. Um, <laughs> Because this is why one of my questions was why why is that not available to everyone? Like it's only available to people who are up to date, but it's because it ties into the story, which he was like, I cut oh. out a little bit of the answer for that because it was a bit of a spoiler. Ah, <laughs> oh. so that's fine. So um, you embarrassed yourself in front of Yoshi P. We're gonna play this earlier on because it's part of the story. Which, if you'd played my award-winning MMO RPG with uh, that includes with a free trial that includes the base a game of a Realm Reborn plus the award-winning expansion Heavensward to level sixty, you would have known. Yeah, I would have done. <laughs> but I have been playing it this week, though, and I'm nearly at level sixty. So oh. you know. I'm nearly there. Nearly at level 60. Well, wait, you're nearly at level 60. Oh, shit, one second. I'm going to put that in front of your face. What What do you mean, uh, level 60? You're only at level 60? Well, yeah, as a white mage. Oh, God. No, wow. it's, no it's fine. Yeah, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. All right, I've done I've done two nights this week. I mean, we'll talk about what we've been playing in a minute, but um, I've done two nights this week of uh, of leveling, mm-hmm. and I've, I've jumped up like five levels in a couple of nights. So... If I if I put my mind to it, I can do this, and mm. I will get through this game. Maybe not the, by the end of this year, but I'm going to get through it. It's going to happen. Mm. We will see that. We will see that. I do want to do that because the next podcast. I don't even know how it's going to be. Do we? Well, we need to think about that, don't we? Yeah, because um, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to be moving in with Ed. We're going to be housemates. Um, and that's going to be happening. Well, today is the final stream from here where I am. Um, so thank God. In space. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll have a better background next time. Uh, but yeah, so next uh, next week, it's going to be weird. I don't know how we're going to do it. Hopefully I will be. I mean, that could quite easily be the first stream from uh, you know where we're both together in that uh, place. Or we might be doing something weirdly different. I don't know. Maybe it'll just be an audio one that you have to go online and uh, listen to. We will see. Yeah, we need to work out. Are we going to be on one camera, one mic, two mics? I think if I fiddle I around, know. if I fiddle around with the settings, we can probably just both go either end of this, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, which also means we might need some new graphics. We might do. If only we knew somebody that did graphics. Uh, uh, like just think about that. We think like a one big screen with just a camera in the middle, and then like the swapping joysticks logo kind of just over it. Like just kind of drop down a little bit, something like that. If only we knew somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll think about it. We might do we might even have a Kallax. Well, I don't think we will have a Kallax behind us by then. Not next podcast, but we might do the podcast after. Well, you never know. Mm. Depends if I if I can build it in time. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, um, that's that's going to be very exciting. Is is building a Kallax and then putting random gaming tat all over it. Mm. I mean, you say tat. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, literally, turn around, Ed. What currently? Hang on. No, hang on. I will get. I will get it. Them. Him. <laughs> So yeah, unfortunately, we'll have to explain this to people listening on the podcast. But Ed is currently holding this up a cheap fairground knockoff. Thank you very uh, much. It's like something you'd get at the fairground, a little dodgy knockoff Sonic uh, plushie. I have Ebonics to thank for this. Thank you very much. <laughs> this yep. was from EGX. In fact, yes, that's what we've done last week. <laughs> EGX. We should talk about that. Yeah, we really should talk about EGX. Yeah, that's the one thing that we did. Do you know what I've what I'm going to put on our Kallax? This amazing. Um, Splatoon Amiibo. We should get an Amiibo Sorry, collection. Thanks. We'll have an Amiibo square. Um, if if you buy me the 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 woolly Yoshi, then yes. No. <sighs> it's the only one I want. I want the I want all the nice Zelda ones because I'm a proper Zelda fan. Um. Oh. Okay, should we go and talk about eggs then? Well, yeah. Let, let's talk about EGX. So, um, we went last week. I. Well, I went twice. You went once. Yeah. Um, EGX is um, basically a little game convention um, that happens every year at mm. this time. Um, and it's four days, Thursday to Sunday. You can go for a bit of it or all of it or whatever you want. And it stands um, for Exhausting Gamers Cross. No. Exterminate. Experience. I think it's Electronic Games Expo, but Smelly I'm actually game. not sure. I should probably know that. Yeah, I mean, your company does run it, right? Well, no, not my company. Well, you do, you, but the company... The you work... Euro Gamers parent company called ReadPop. I hear that they're they running run, another one um, next year. They are running E3 next year. Mm. Yes, now, what does They e... run a lot of different um, events and, um, uh, and Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Do you know what E3 stands for? Electronic something expo. Yeah. Electronic entertainment. Yeah. I think mm. so. Um <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh EGX is is a really fun games convention and they have a couple of big games and lots of indie games and um the Eurogamer video team do lots of really cool streams. They have a whole esports thing, there's an educational bit for people. Um how long did we spend in the educational bit? Yeah. Oh, none. Well, I walked around it at least. Did you? Um, but yeah. You walked well, around it. He avoided it. <laughs> no, as in around the inside of it. Um, it's uh, lots of universities talking about their their courses that they do. Uh, I'm trying to get people in. And we did um, spend some time. We queued up and we saw the biggest game that was there. We loved it. What did you think of Call of Duty, Ed? I, I did knew that. you were going to make a joke about that. See what I did there? Ed actually queued up for nearly an hour to play... A... Was it nearly an hour? Yeah, for one match of Call of Duty. Oh, God. Honestly, that was a waste of my life. Um, Why did you do it? Because I was like... I, was, because... I thought it was weird that you even asked. Because I was trying to be nice. And it was the end of the day. We had gone around everything else. And I was like, I know you're a fan. So I will put myself out and say... Do you want to go and play Call of Duty and I will play with you? You put yourself out enough. You don't need to do it for Call of Duty. I mean, well, I literally could have downloaded it when I got home because there was the open beta on PlayStation. 
I mean, that's literally all it was. <laughs> um, and we queued up, and then the queue split between um, do you want to play on PC or do you want to play on controller? And you wanted to play on PC. Because I'm a proper gamer, again... Ed. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and once again, I stuck with you in that queue. And was it twice as long? Yes. No, it was way longer than <laughs> It was literally like one PC gamer went in for like six control gamers. <laughs> Controller, the thing console. is, I, it was like one in, one out. So I ended up going in before you. I literally did one match, was terrible at it, killed maybe one person, died multiple times, was awful. You came in after me, finished the match before me and went, this was shit and walked out. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I went through all of that. <laughs> I played a match. I was like, "Yep, yeah, it's Call of Duty. I do enjoy it, but I want to like sit and, and I it's like absolute gash is what it is. How dare you? People that play Call of Duty, they love the gash. And I was enjoying it. The thing is, though, Call of Duty is a game that you want to kind of level up. You want to level up your character. You want to level up your guns because when you level up your guns, you unlock more things and it makes it more comfortable to use. So that eventually that requires playing the game. Exactly. To get and the more the I wish more, to do that. <laughs> but the more you play, obviously the better you get, you learn the maps, but you can also like, yeah, you equip things that you want on your weapon. So you eventually build an arsenal of weapons that actually feel good when you shoot and you're comfortable with. And on a beta, you can't. You just get given like here's a random gun with no sights or anything like that attached. I'm sticking with platoon. Goodbye, Are you Ed? Because I think I've seen you get more tilted playing Splatoon than Call of Duty, to be honest. Well, I wasn't going to get tilted in public, was I? I've seen you get I tilted in public reserved. before. I've seen you getting <laughs> tilted with public. Do you remember when we went to see Diabetti at GAY at Evan? You got very tilted. In fact, you got so but tilted, someone, I think... Someone danced in my space, all right? That is a no. You don't do that. You do not dance within Ed's space. No. Did they fall over when you pushed them, or did you... No, they just turned around and glared at me and were so drunk I don't think they even noticed and then walked off. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to see a very angry gay man furiously dancing, go to uh, heaven with Ed. Thanks. Mm. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, what we did play was the best game there and the biggest game there and that was Sonic Frontiers. Okay, yes. Bloody excellent. Um, I genuinely really enjoyed it i mean i'm a sonic a sonic nerd i have been since i was uh uh a young child uh, my first video games were sonic so i remember seeing sonic adventure and it was sonic in 3d and it was absolutely mind-blowing and now we have sonic in breath of the wild um, and and it's great <laughs> yeah and i mean sonic is just completely you know hit after hit after hit we had sonic not Origins. What was one before it? Sonic How Mania. Many can you name? Sonic Mania. Sonic Origins. Sonic One. Sonic Two. Sonic Three. And Knuckles. Sonic Four. Sonic Five. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, five. And oh, I know um, Sonic with Jim Carrey. Number one. Sonic with Two with Jim Carrey. That was really good as well. Their films. Um, what games? Sonic Three D. Are Sonic 3D and Sonic 3 different? Sorry. Did you just say, is Sonic 3 and Sonic 3D different? I don't know if they were like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and then Sonic 3D. So one of them has a D in it and the other one doesn't. That makes them very different. Wow. 
I didn't know if there was a Sonic 3. I thought it was... Yes, the Sonic 3. I didn't play Sonic. Sonic. I had... And then Sonic 3D Flicky's Island came out a little while later. Is that like the Final Fantasy X2 of it? I I don't have the time or the energy to explain that? What's Flicky's Island? Is that when you have... That Flicky's Island is when you're in the bath and it's like at the level and it just like floats up. If you're flicking it, I'll be concerned. That's Flicky's Island. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. (laughs) Flicky is a little blue bird and was in an earlier um, Sega game uh, and was the inspiration for the animals that are inside the Badniks, which are the robots that Sonic destroys Mm. from Robotnik in the first game. And so Flicky's Island was a callback to that. Because it's the island of Flickies, and you destroy the enemies to get the Flickies, put them in the ring, and save them. Anyway, Sonic Frontiers <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is is brilliant. Like it feels great to control Sonic. Um, yes, it's, it's this open zone, which is open world, but whatever. Um, this huge open spaces, and inexplicably, they are filled with. Um, grind rails and springs and speed boosts and whatever else um but running around the area freely feels great um i was really surprised by that and actually the combat i think actually feels quite good because this is the first time that we've really had combat in a sonic game usually he just jumps into things um but now he's proper kicking and dodging and doing combos and you literally like run around them Mm. um to do special attacks um it's great. It feels really, really good. Um, yeah. And then there are these cyberspace levels, which are kind of in like Sonic's dream mind. And it's these levels based on older Sonic games. So uh, there was one in this demo that was Sky Sanctuary, um, which you can then sort of blast blast through like you would one of the usual 3D Sonic levels that are much more linear, sort of get to the goal. Um, and again, it feels great. He controls really well surprisingly um the music was awesome it was some sort of like drum and bass remix but it was really cool um and it just felt it feels good to play a sonic so i've said that a lot (laughs) but sonic i feel like in the old games the 2d games they got the feel right apart from sonic 4 which was terrible um and they've struggled in 3d to get the feel of sonic moving well and for me this just feels really smooth and feels great what were the other sonic um game yeah what was the one that annie played on the front page that was garbage that was sonic the hedgehog the first one no oh it was a it was a 3d game but they just called it sonic the hedgehog like the reboot yeah. and then they've decided no but yeah sonic frontiers i played it so people have said like oh you needed to get you said that the demo ended when you left a certain mission so I was like, great. So I had the so you had the open world area, and then I think you go into a, like a world mission. So I was like, okay, this is great. I'm gonna completely just chill. I'm gonna take my time trying to get every single thing 100% in the open world bit. Um, so I did that, and then went and clicked to go to the next area for the mission, and it's like demo over, because apparently it was a 20 minute time demo, and when you went to like a loading screen, it would just automatically end it for you. So I didn't get to try any of this fun stuff that you did. All I did was walk around a very, very, to be honest, a very chilled, entertaining, well, a very chilled open world area. It had beautiful music, great traversal. There were a couple of things because it's like, okay, 
it's weird because it's like an open world, yeah, Breath of the Wild, whatever you want to call it, style, just kind of beautiful green landscape with air. It's a, do you know what it actually reminds me of, the landscape? You can say Death Stranding, aren't you? Anthem. Kind of, you know, just it's quite high and there's various kind of beautiful areas and vistas to see. But then it's like, it's weird because there'll be certain bits you go up to and you click a couple of buttons and you'll shoot through a few hoops. And I thought at first it was going to be very, very kind of on rails when it comes to these different things that you're meant to jump onto. Because every little area you go to, you've got a little, you've got some kind of weird um, or way to get some extra coins. Are they coins or rings? Rings, rings. aren't they? And it'll be like, jump on this platform and it will shoot you off along this rail. But you have to like press X twice to, you know, click on these things that you're hanging on. So you, yeah, it's just, it's great. And I enjoyed walking around. Um, and at the start, I thought it was quite, I thought it was going to be very kind of linear in the actions that you can do. Because your technique, it is an open world, but I mean, it is Sonic as well. So you're just speeding along, in this case, speeding along rails or going through hoops and various stuff like that. But there's not a lot of kind of, at the beginning, there's not a lot of control that you have. It's kind of, you know, it'll just drag you from one place to another and you have to press X a couple of times. But it did seem to get a bit more interesting and with a bit more variety as I went through that level. Uh, and I hope that later on it'll be where, yeah, you have to kind of really do some platforming to actually uh, get to where you want to go. Yeah, I think that's... I think with this, that's kind of the the oxymoron of this game mm. in that it's all about going fast because Sonic is about going fast. But then because there's no time limit and because you're free to just explore in this open world, it sort of feels relaxing. So it's kind of slow paced and fast paced at the same time, which makes no sense. Um, but it just means that you can explore and just enjoy running around our Sonic um, and not having to sort of speed through stuff but you also are speeding through because naturally that's what you do yeah. um and yeah you know in terms of game design it is definitely taking bits from lots of other other games you know it does have that breath of the wildy kind of feel of oh here's a big open world but for sonic that feels new and it's new enough that it feels exciting as a sonic fan um to to want to play more of this so it's out um I can't remember if it's the end of October or the start of November, but in a few weeks it's out. Yeah. And I, I am very, very excited to play more. I think it's the start of November, I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, people seem to be quite mixed with the ones that have played it. Um, like we had some friend, I played it and thought, this is fantastic, people are going to love it. But then a few people have played it and gone, ooh, it doesn't feel like Sonic. Which it doesn't, because it's not like Sonic. It's not like a typical 2D Sonic, it's very different. Um, you know what, open your mind, folks. I'm not saying that everybody that dislikes it is a very, you know, is a closed-minded bigot, but probably. Wow, you said that, not me. <laughs> so let's uh, go. Was into... there anything else that you played at EGX that you liked at least? Did I play anything? Remind me. I actually don't think you did, to be honest. There was another game that we played together and I've totally forgotten what it's called. Yes. Oh my God. You've got the card. Go and fetch, fetch the card. The oh, little... it's like in the bottom of my bag. I haven't emptied it. It was about um, robots and you had to impersonate a robot or something. Yeah. So basically it's like a sort of level with loads and loads of robots and you all at the same. And it's, it's a multiplayer game, party game. So it was me and Ben, but you can have up to four players. And you are you look exactly the same as all the other robots in the level. And the idea is that you have to punch the other human people, but you have to kind of blend in and act like the other robots. 
um, so that you, you're not spotted as a human. Um, and there are various things to dodge in the level, um, or there's one level that's like a dance level, so you have to move in the right direction. And obviously, the computer gets it right. And if you get it wrong, it's obvious you're a human, so you're going to get punched. Um, so it's all about sort of blending in. It's a really silly little local multiplayer party game. I'm not actually sure if it's online, but if it mm -hmm. is, then that would be a very fun stream game, I thought. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm going down and having a look at, I'm just looking at some of the games that were on. One of the games that was on was actually, um, that was on there was Dorf Romantic. Dorf Romantic. Mm. And that is a game I will be playing on stream, potentially one of my next streams, um, because I've got a copy of it on Switch. Ooh. And I'm really upset because I have, I've been too busy to play it. Um, but I might, I might actually take my Switch to work. Um, yeah, I might take my switch to work because I I do have a bit of time during the like a half an hour or so at break um, to just chill, and I feel like that'd be the perfect game to just boot up for half an hour and chill with. The time will fly by, and it will be far more than half an hour, and you'll be late. I will warn you. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, because I'll be in the office. I'll be in the staff room, so people can shout at me. <sighs> but yeah, I can't remember what that game was. I'm just scrolling through yeah, and I totally seeing what it was called. Yeah, I um, they had loads of indie games there. And a few other sort of big-ish games. Like they had um, a big thing for Woe Long Fallen Dynasty, but it's the same demo that you can play uh, on PlayStation anyway. Um, and loads of other bits. Like it's EGX is great fun. And we saw some other friends. We saw Aubrey, we saw Donut, we saw Loot Boogie, mm -hmm. um, which was nice to hang out. Um, there's a whole tabletop area as well at EGX, uh, which is cool. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't go in there, did you? No. But like going past it, it was always busy with loads of people playing tabletop games. There was also a Brewmaster, which I've just been playing. Mm. Mm. Um, I just played an well, hour. That's of that. a nice segue into what we have just been playing. Yeah, so I've been playing a bit of Brewmaster now. Brewmaster, which we've just been playing, I've just been playing, is a um, beer brewing simulator. Now it's not a simulator in the style of like Power Wash Simulator. Um, this one is purely kind of if a person is interested in beer. They should definitely play that um, because you are 100% learning how to brew beer. Um, and it, Sorry, I've just found out that game is called Unspottable. Unspot oh God, I've been looking at I found one called Unrailed and I was like, uh, it's un, un something that kind of rang a bell. Unspottable. Um, yeah. oh, oh, it's gosh. actually been out since 2020. Wow. Um, well, and there's a demo you can play. Mm. Let's go and check it out. Yeah, no, um, yeah, just been playing beer, it's called um, Brewmaster, Beer Brewing Simulator, and it, it's literally exactly what it says on the tin, or on the can. Um, it was a sponsored stream, so a bit of a, kind of a, uh, you know, what's it called when you, disclosure, um, although I'm, this part is not uh, it, but yeah, it was really cool. If you like beer and you're interested in how to brew beer and you would like to test it out and have fun where it's not going to either stink out your house, burn your house down, or um, cost you a lot of money, then this is the game to do it. Um, you can overflow things, but it's not like you can't goof around in it. You can't like set fire to things. Um, I tried. You know, putting a hot pan on the table isn't going to set fire to anything or yeah, goof around too much, but it's um, yeah, I it's a really interesting tutorial. The tutorial was very self-explanatory. Um, it, you know, it's very easy to follow. You then grow and you become like I went from a novice to a home brewer, 
and then you grow up, climb the ranks. I'm not entirely sure like what the biggest, like how far it gets, because uh, I've only played a couple of hours of it. But it uh, it does have like a very interesting career like mode um, where you make money and you can buy things and yeah, you eventually just build up a collection where you you're brewing whatever. So if you are interested in yeah play in brewing your own beer. I am. It's one reason I'm a little bit married because I was playing this, drinking some beer, obviously, but it was really, really like fun and like I feel like if I did, if I played that game for a fair few hours every day for like a week, I feel like I would know so much about beer and beer brewing by the end of it. So it's very educational, entertaining, fun, um, and just very relaxing as well. Really, really relaxing. So there you go. Nice. That is Brewmaster. And that's me, that's my, uh, like, I'm not sponsored this part of the stream. That is my genuine feeling of it. It was fun. Although I am drinking a Copperberg, which is a very sweet beer. It's definitely not beer, it's cider. Isn't that the same thing? No. Very different. Huh. Yeah, it's less strong. It doesn't have yeast in it. Ooh. Nothing nice has yeast in it. No, bread has yeast in it, and it's delicious. And beer has hops in it, which tastes like piss, <laughs> and then that is why beer is the worst. What were the three? What were the four beer names I had? I had biggest beerus. Was it hops and piss? That hops you... and piss, which is what beer tastes like. Yeah. Um, citrusy. Citrusy. Yeah. And then there was a great name, banana, in IPA jamas. IPA jamas, such a great one. Awful. Really, really bad. Mm. Hate beer, love bread, says Moon Princess. I like a beer. I might have a few beers tomorrow. I might get rowdy because we're off for... Uh, beer is th all beer tastes the same to me. Ed's current flatmate's having his birthday drinks tomorrow, so I'm going to have a bunch of beers. In Balham, we're going to have a few beers, get rowdy. Yeah. Play snooker. No, that's not happening. <laughs> um, anything else you've played this week? <sighs> Probably. Uh... Don't know though. Um, I don't think I Great. have. I generally don't think I played anything. Oh, Splatoon! Well, you got you got very angry at the Splatfest. Oh fuck the fuck the Splatfest in the ass with a splintered rolling pin because that was a fucking joke. You've never seen me get really tilted, have you? Playing a game. Tilted is your favorite word today, isn't it? It is tilted. Pissed off. I was so angry. Yeah, I was scared for your Switch. So it was the Splatfest, and you play and you, you know, you defend and you represent your team. I picked fun because I'm always down for fun. So we had Same. fun. That's <laughs> what it says. I'm a grinder. And then we, that's a joke. I don't have a grinder. Uh, we then went and fought. You, you, you fight against the random because it's either gear or food. Um, gear, grub, or fun. Yeah, gear grub. So gear against gear or grub. And um, I had like nine matches. And like seven matches in, we lost every single one. And we lost every single one by quite a bit, even though I was like coming first or second. And I was just getting so angry. Thing is, I why we weren't playing together, I'm not sure. But I was sat on the sofa next to you, but was playing on the screen with my pro controller as opposed to on handheld. Which is getting me more and pissed I off. I was I was winning almost every match. 
which wasn't helping my mental state at that point. No. I was just like, yes. I shouted out a few things that, you know, wouldn't be allowed on Twitch. I might have said the C word a couple of times. Yes, um, yeah. Definitely. Asshole, I think, is my favorite. You absolute asshole. Yeah. yeah that was that quite. Comes out of your mouth a lot. Yeah. Oh. It was, yeah, the C word, citrusy. Um, I, there were lots of. I was just, I was like, how can I play like seven matches in a row and lose all of them? I mean. You just need to get better, Ben. Thing is, I am better. I can't carry a whole team of people that don't know how to put it. I think I was at one point. I was like, do none of these people know how to hold a controller? And I was playing hand. I was playing handheld, handheld with motion, handheld with motion controls, and I was still coming like second most of the time. So fuck that game. In fact, I, was, it was I turned it off. The game's fault, wasn't it? I definitely turned it off a couple of times, and then was like, no. Gotta play more because <laughs> then see you play and be like, oh, actually, no, I don't want to play more. So yeah, that's uh, that was really all I've played. What about you, Ed Nightingale? Uh, let me think. Have you been playing? No, do you know what I did do though? One of my sponsors' dreams. Well, I had three sponsors' dreams for a thing called a um, WD Black, which is the only official. Ex, uh, the only, not sorry, external, the only official internal SSD um, licensed by Sony for the PS5. So I've added an extra terabytes, a terabytes, a terabyte of uh, memory to my uh, PS5, and I've downloaded a bunch of games. Do you know what games I've downloaded? Tell us, Ben. Destiny 2. A 10-hour trial for FIFA 23. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, and I've also downloaded Multiversus. Not on my TV. <laughs> Not on my TV. <laughs> you went very posh. But man. you've been playing something else during these streams. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, I have been playing another game. Um, <laughs> the Last of Us Part 1. I mean, I'm not going to speak too much about it, but I've played quite a lot of The Last of Us Part 1. It looks stunning. It's a beautiful remake. I won't say remake, but like a remaster make of the game. Because it's not a reimagining. It is a literally, you know, frame for frame, pretty much remake. Um, in it. And it's from the ground up. So it's, you yeah. know, a remaster is a bit of spit and polish and a remake is, is a proper from the ground up. They have made the game the same, but different. Yeah. And it's, it's enjoyable. It's... It's still feels like a pretty old game like it's i know people are gonna be upset at me not loving it and i didn't love it the first time i played it and i don't love it now i don't adore it it's good but i don't adore it um there's just it's quite slow it's very slow it's pretty much oh we need to get to here but that there or we need to get to there and that's quite far away so we've got to go through a bunch of buildings and a bunch of areas dodging zombies and stuff on the way there and that's pretty much it um but there's quite a lot of it's just a lot of stealth and i'm not good at stealth okay that that is the key here okay it's a stealth game you suck at stealth and okay. that's why you're not enjoying this but if you play in stealth yeah cool if i want to play a stealth game i'll play splinter cell this, I want story, I want something 
enjoyable. I want gameplay with a variety. There's no variety of gameplay really in this. It's just kind of get from here to here, either stealthily or get your shotgun out like I did and just blast everything to pieces. That bit was fun. Blasting things to pieces with a shotgun is great. But there's, there isn't that much variety when it comes to gameplay. Because it's a story game. You're playing it for the story more than anything. Well, let's just skip the stealth bits. The gameplay is there to serve the story. Okay, well, cool. The story will... is, is focused and linear. It's not open world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if only the gameplay was had a bit of variety to it, then I think I'd enjoy it a bit more. Give us the story of The Last of Us with the gameplay of Uncharted. Well, then it wouldn't be the same game, would it? No, it'd be enjoyable. Now, it was wow. fun. It just, it was a bit slow and a bit repetitive. And he's like, oh, there's an area. I need to get there. And there's a bunch of zombies. Get some stealth in around. Or I can just get my shotgun out and try and kill them without them killing me. And it was like just that quite re like repeated again and again. Where's the beginning well, of the game? I'm sorry the emotional power of that game and story is lost on you. But that, that's just the bits that I'm going through now. I mean, the beginning was great. I felt the beginning, you know, go into a certain location, then you're also having to, like, sneak while there's people around you walking around looking with the guns. I don't know, the, the very beginning does feel quite like there's a bit of variety. Um, like you're dodging, you're in a car, driving, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, huge hordes of zombies, and you're dodging those. That adds a lot of variety, but just now it feels a little bit linear, about halfway. So you've still got half a game to go. I've already played before. I know what it. I know what happens. I despair it. I do like really it. Do. I like it. It's just not the. It's not the ten out of ten that everybody gives it. Would you give it a ten I out mean, of ten? Okay, so I played it on PS3 when it first came out, and it did not run well. The loading times were so long, the frame rate probably was pretty choppy. Um, but I, I absolutely loved it when I played it that first time. Oh. I was just blown away by the story, um, and the gameplay just for the time felt amazing. It was like nothing else because it's not. A power fantasy like most games are even stealth games like splinter cell metal gear solid they're giving you all these gadgets and stuff you feel powerful this isn't about that this is about surviving and so every battle is a struggle to get through it because it shouldn't feel easy because that's the point of it is like you are struggling to survive in this horrible hostile world full of zombies and and horrible mushrooms um so like at the time that felt incredible and gaming stories hadn't been as mature and as serious as this is. Um, There's still, I'm not saying it's the best story of all time, but for the time it first came out in gaming, stories were not that great. Um, and this was definitely a big step forwards in that. Yeah, the story um, is fantastic. Tell, trying to tell a, a more mature story that doesn't go where you think it's necessarily going to go, um, that is much more character-driven, that feels like a more human drama as opposed to just a zombie shooter. Um, I then played it again on PS4 with the remaster, and I still really enjoyed it. I'm worried that playing this version again now... I'm worried that, like, it's, what, 10 years old now? Mm. That, like you say, it still has a bit of that PS3-ness to it, mm -hmm. and it's going to put me off it. 
because as much as it, I'm sure it looks pretty and the animations are improved, I am concerned that it's still a very old game. The gameplay. And I don't want that. I don't want my my vision of the game ruined. Like sometimes mm. you play through a game once and you're like, I'm happy with that, and I don't want to play it again because I don't want that vision changed in my head. Mm. The move, like the moving movement mechanics and the shooting mechanics, are you know data. They feel great. It's just like the what you're doing in each area um, that just feels a little bit repetitive. Which during the PS3 was completely fine. I just find it. I think we've moved on a bit now. What have you been playing, Ed? Because we're not doing a long podcast today because I've got to actually upload it and edit it and stuff like that. And it's already 20 past 10 at night. All right. So tell us. Come you're on. the one who's been ranting for the last half an hour. Well, you did ask my opinion. Yeah, you did remind me of a concise. game that I've been playing. Go on, concise, Ed. Do, like, think, of it, think of this as one of your articles. No wow. unnecessary words. Um, well, I played a couple of games on stream this week. Um, the first of which was Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. Excellent. What else have you been the, playing? <laughs> which is the first of the Mario Rabbids games that came out on Switch. Um, the next one is out later uh, next month. So I basically wanted to play this in advance of that to sort of get a feel of it because I think the sequel looked great. Um, it's essentially a Mario strategy XCOM-y kind of game. So it's Mario with guns. Um, and it's it's a combination of the of Mario's world and the Rabbit's world, and so you get these combination characters like Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Luigi. How amazing um, is Rabbit Peach? Rabbit Peach is incredible. <laughs> she's the best thing in it. Yes, um, she's just this sassy little rabbit in a wig um, taking <laughs> selfies all the time, and is a narcissistic bitch in the best possible way. Yep, um, I love her. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you're going around shooting enemy rabbits um, on a grid, um, and it's it's kind of it's like a strategy battle game, which you wouldn't expect from Mario. Um, I absolutely love it. I really really enjoy it. It feels to me almost like a puzzle game, mm. in that there's obviously strategy involved, of course, because it's a strategy game. But where, for instance, XCOM, and I haven't played it, but from what I've seen. It's kind of a lot of random numbers and percentages of like, what's the percentage of hitting this behind cover and stuff like that. And it's that. a complete lie. This, it's like 97% and you'll always miss. Yeah. This is either 100%, 50% or 0% um, as to whether you're going to hit. And it's all about angles and it's all about flanking. And so it becomes a puzzle of you've got your three characters and you've got to position them around the map in places that they are going to hit the enemy but not be hit themselves. And there are these really cool jumping mechanics where you can jump off your other characters to increase the amount of distance you can travel um, to get around the map. And so it just feels very puzzly. On top of that, there are certain enemies that interact in certain ways. So you have to sort of manipulate the enemies as you're moving around. Um, so it's much less about, oh, I'm going to go to this bit of cover and then hope that randomly my random number generator works and I hit someone with a headshot. It's like, no, it's a puzzle of getting around the map and killing the enemies. Um, and I really love it. I really love it. It looks beautiful as well. It's a really, really good looking Switch game. Um, and it was so one I of the first games that came out, right? Recommend it. When did it come out? I believe it was pretty early on. I think it was about a year or so into the Switch's life. So it's yeah. been a while. Um, but yeah, there is a new one coming out next month called Sparks of Hope. 
uh, which is sort of semi-based in the world of Mario Galaxy, so it has more of a space theme. Um, mm. And it doesn't have a grid, so you can freely run around, which I think makes quite a big difference quite a big difference mm. um but i'm intrigued to give that a go no I it was I'll get around to it but... august 2017 so just a few months after yeah there you go mm. um but yeah i would thoroughly recommend it um kingdom battle it is great great fun yeah um the other game i played on stream which is viral across the internet in gaming world is trombone champ oh yeah which is essentially a rhythm game, a bit like your sort of guitar hero kind of thing, um, playing the trombone. And why no one has thought of this before, I do not know, because it's one of those ideas that's just pure genius and really simple and really obvious. Um, essentially, there are notes going across the screen and you click on them with a mouse, uh, moving up and down to change the pitch. Um, but as you move up and down, it's kind of imitating the slide of the trombone with a... <laughs> um and so you can properly like slide up to notes and stuff like that it's very very difficult to control which firstly makes it incredibly comedic and it's very funny because the trombone is inherently a funny instrument with i mean it sounds. is um but then trying to play it well um it is like it's purposely hard to make it sound silly but it's also still possible to play it well so there's an element to it where i'm like I want to get good at this. Like, I know it's hard, but I want to get good at this. Um, there are 20 songs on it. They're pretty much, apart from a few original remixy things, they're pretty much all classical pieces. So you like the Blue Danube and and uh, God Save the King and, and other... Not God uh, Save the Queen anymore. No, uh, and other classical pieces. Um, and actually, you can collect cards in it that give you information about classical composers or famous trombonists and stuff like that uh which is quite fun so it's kind of teaching about classical music at the same time but in a very very silly way and it's gone viral because it's so funny and also because there are now people modding it already it's only been out like a week um and people are modding it so there are people playing it in vr um where they're using vr controllers to to sort of mimic a trombone or there are people who have bought actual trombones um, there's a streamer called Rudism uh, from New Zealand who I've interviewed. He's a lovely guy uh, and he specializes in making different controllers and peripherals. And he literally bought a trombone and fitted a sensor to it so he can literally blow a trombone and play it properly. Um, it is wild what people are doing with this game already, um, but it is hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I kind of want to play it myself, but like you've just played it, so I'm not going to. Like there's tw the twenty songs you can get through quite quickly, and once you tried it, you kind of get what it is. Yeah. So I'd say there's not a huge amount of longevity to it, um, but there is also some sort of story mode with a load of baboons and stuff, which I haven't quite worked out yet. So, interesting. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Well, we can whip through some headlines. But before we that, we always talk about the headlines. But we need to talk about what other people have You Well done. See, I have to keep reminding you, you don't ever think of other people, do you, Ed? I don't. <laughs> Just me and you. It's all, it's all in his life that he cares about. Indeed. Um, so <laughs> Ravi Lavi has been playing some more Disney Dreamlight Valley on the weekends and DVD during the week. Mm. Um, Dreamlight Valley, uh, the news is there's an update should arrive in three weeks with new content. Uh, which is adding Scar and bug fixes, which has just ruined one of my news stories. Um, Scar. This is the first 
the first Lion King character. Oh, we love bit Scar. I will be the king. Stick with, with me, me and you'll, you'll never, never be hungry, hungry again. again. There you go, that go hungry. The amount of times yeah. I've sung that as well, I still don't know it. There you go. Um, the real uh, gold is the Reddit where people constantly bitch, ask the same questions, and enjoy entitlement on an early access game. Oh, hello. Welcome to Reddit. Oh, my God. If you want to talk about <laughs> entitlement in a video game, there are two subreddits, game subreddits that I always pop up on my feed, and they've got the absolute opposite fans. Uh, there's um, Destiny, who just whine and bitch. Every time I'm in the mood to go and play Destiny, I'll have a look at the subreddit and go, and read and go, oh, it sounds like this game is terrible. It's all, uh, nobody likes it. Every single person is just moaning and how much they hate everything. So I guess I'm not going to play it. And then you've got The Division, and I read through there, and it's like people going, oh, brilliant, they brought back this uh, this jacket that they only brought out six months ago, and they've just got it restocked in the uh, in the game now, and I can get it, and it's amazing. Um, thank you so much for the ch- telling us about this vendor that's uh, popped up in the game for this week. It's like that. <laughs> the, the absolute opposite of uh, fandoms on, sub- on uh, Reddit. Don't look at Reddit. I like Let's Reddit. Um, DBD currently has a public test build going that will completely change the dynamics of the game. However, it won't be implemented like usual, which is two to three weeks after it ends. I think it's a trash change, but others like the idea and others hate it. Quite polarizing. I don't know what the change is now. They've been tweaking a lot of the perks, so mm. I'm guessing it's around that. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of changes with DBD. Okay. Uh, clues. Um, Atomicrops is still my main brain empty game. Uh, but he's back on Grounded as they finally gave a full release after the years in early access. There is actually a semblance of story now and some recipes and critters are a lot more accessible than what they were a few months ago. That means that my 200 plus hours in my previous save will now be scrapped for a brand new save in the full version. That's a lot of hours. Um, I do not wish to play Grounded because it's full of spiders. And I know that there's an arachnophobia mode and it removes them, but I still just don't want to touch that game. I played it when it very on the day one of uh, early access and i don't have arachnophobia so i didn't turn it off and the spiders terrified me (laughs) i was like whoa they're not just spiders but they're terrifying in there as well so whatever it was whatever they get replaced with will probably be terrifying as well Hmm. Hmm. um clues has also been playing hard space shipbreaker it's interesting they call it a work simulation much like power washing but yeah. it's a lot more involved with the cutting and the zero-g flinging of massive ship panels. The background is that you are indentured to a megacorp by crippling debt, and everything you do either pays off the debt or is adding to your debt. It has promise, but sadly, I don't think it works for me like how power washing just took over my life. Mm, I do kind of want to play that at some point. I think it's on Game Pass. Mm. I think. I think. Um Amanda just finished playing Lost Words and it was beautiful in every way. I watched Amanda play this on stream today um, and it was lovely. Uh, the art style, the story, the emotion, it was, as Ed said, an emotional journey. I did say that. I also reviewed it. It is um, on Game this Pass. Game is written by... It's what? It is on Game Pass, by the way, Hard Spaceship Breaker. Oh, good. Um, Lost Words was written by Rihanna Pratchett, um, Terry Pratchett's daughter. Whom you've spoken to? Tomb Raider, oh. And I have spoken to her, yes. <laughs> Um, at the Bafters. Oh, at the Bafters. Um, oh, the Bafters. Um, so yeah, I cried, I laughed, I had fun. It was one of the most creative games I've ever seen, using words to create actions and progress the story, which was basically about a young girl experiencing grief for the first time and writing about her experience in her journal, and then also writing a creative story at the same time. 
Lots of interweaving feelings. Even though I cried a lot, I'd recommend this one a lot. Hmm. Um, uh, misbehaving. When I'm not learning to draw, I've been playing Farthest Frontier. I haven't gotten as far as I would like to, but I'm absolutely loving it. You enjoyed that as well, didn't you? What were we talking about? Farthest Frontier. Yeah, sorry. No, I do have it. I'm just trying to load it up so I can actually see them. Yeah, uh, Farthest Frontier was a lot of fun. Really addictive. I, it was one of the few games that I streamed and then stopped my stream and then played like another three or four hours. It It's addictive, but it's um I think it's the it's the beta. So That's I will... Price. Yeah, I will not play it again now until like the full release and then see how far it goes because yeah good very good fun i love those type of games mm. anno anno is uh, a great game and moon princess is completely obsessed with dreamlight valley which i think a lot of people are to be fair mm. it's a good game so you're definitely not alone there i played a fair bit of dreamlight da uh, dreamlight daddy no dreamlight valley <laughs> dreamlight daddy is a very different game yes that is that is Right, let's go through the headlines, shall we? To what, finish up. What, uh, which of your articles are you wanting to promote this week, Ed? Let us know. Well. How many of the articles um, that you've linked in your document have you written? Well, firstly, we don't have a document. And secondly, actually only two, three, three. Mm. Um, so you played The Last of Us this week. And on Monday, it was The Last of Us Day which is the anniversary of the release. And on that day, we celebrated, or Naughty Dog celebrated, with the first trailer for the HBO TV show of The Last of Us, oh. uh, with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, it looks fantastic. Mm. It looks incredible. Um, the clicker at the end of the trailer looks just like in the game. Um it's kind of, in some ways, shot for shot. Like, there are some very similar shots. Um, but they are doing it slightly differently um, in terms of, like, chosen actors and things like that. Um, it looks like they're also including Left Behind, um, the story from the DLC. So hopefully we are going to also dive into um, Ellie's sexuality, which will be great. Um, we want that representation. What I'm interested in is how far into the story they're going to go, because they've already said that there are 10 episodes. Um, I'm not sure how, I'm pretty sure it's just going to follow Left Behind and the first game, but how far into that, I don't know. I don't or, know if they'll go to the very mm, end of it or if there's a place like halfway. I um, can, Im you, know what I'm, you know what my guess would be? Just a complete guess throwing it out there. Yeah. Them arriving at the town centre, you know, with the Golden Dome at the beginning and then finding out that actually everybody's dead. Spoiler. And then they get um, then there's like an ambush and there's a big exit, there's a big fight, and then they escape and that's it. Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. Um but yes, it is uh it's out next year. Um so there's a little while to wait yet. But... Well we we just need to pray that it's not till the end of the game because that means he'll probably only last a few episodes in season two. Don't spoil it for people. Maybe. But that's the thing. I think I think they're going to drag this out. It's a bit, as you said before, it's a very slow story. It's the kind of world that you want to slowly just get sucked into. Um, I think that if this is a success, they will drag it out to another couple of seasons mm -hmm. um, to complete the story. And because a lot of people know the game, they know how it ends. So I think that they will drag that out for a while. So yes. Mm. But go watch the trailer. It looks great. Yes. Um, 
the big news from today that happened just after my new shift finished is that Stadia is shutting down. <gasps> I can't Google, believe it. Google is fully shutting down Stadia. Um, any any hardware is getting refunded. People that bought it, even um, the controller. Were, I think so. Um, basically, Stadia was cloud-based gaming. Um, I'm not surprised that it's failed. Uh, essentially, it just means that you can pay a subscription and just play on your PC. Basically, um, oh, it was and, garbage. Um, it was utter garbage. Well, it was garbage for two reasons. Firstly, and anyone who's tried to play cloud games on the Switch will know. We're just not in a position now that cloud gaming works. Like internet is not strong enough um, to support it. The frame rates are dodgy. It just doesn't work well. Um, the other thing is that there's just not enough good games on there. Um, Google weren't investing in original games. They're relying on third parties. Third parties are too concerned with consoles and PC. They're not going to make games for the, Stadia. To me, um, the biggest thing with Stadia was you had to pay a subscription and buy the games. And then you didn't get any. True. You didn't down. You didn't end up downloading it. You didn't have a physical. Yet you were. They were expecting you to pay fifty, sixty pounds for a yeah, game for access plus a subscription. Mm. Absolute. And the the free version I did come out after like six months, but it was yeah, unbelievable. And like the amount of like the games ran terribly. For example, when you were playing um, Red Dead Redemption Two at the beginning, the game is very kind of like snowy and really dark. And you could see the artifacting. You could see all, like, that's probably one of the first times I'd ever heard someone talk about it when I was watching them. And, like, you could, it just didn't look dark. It was just, like, a pale grey when it was black and, like, little blocks and stuff. It was awful to play. Yeah. Well, it's dead now. Yeah, you know what? That's Google. Um, Google. I remember every time Google come up with something and then they end up, like, destroying it and, like, getting rid of it a few a year or two later... Stadia yep. came out and they're like, oh, maybe this will be a different one. And even I was kind of hopeful that like, no, you know, that's it's such a huge investment. This is a huge thing, them entering the video game market. They didn't even do anything with the YouTube integration. I mean, they literally own one, the, the biggest video site in the world, YouTube. Where was well, the, the integration? <laughs> well, the biggest. Literally, yeah, the biggest. Why was the integration that they promised? It never even like happened. I just... They, how can a company that big, that famous, that popular, uh, screw up so much? Yeah, well, they've got so much money they can afford to. Um, but yeah, it will remain live until the eighteenth of January next year, so another mm. couple of months. But it will be kaput. Money says, um, I think Google just has enough money to test something out and trash it again. Don't, but like they don't put any effort in. They test it and trash it, sure, but there was just no effort. They could have made it work. Had a bunch of exclusive games. I don't know. It, it just it was dis very, very disappointing. Indeed. Speaking of big corporations, um, there's been lots of gaming news with Netflix recently. Um, mm. They have just um, started or created their own first-party studio, uh, mm. the first one, which is Ooh. based in Helsinki. Um, and also, if you've got a Netflix subscription... Go on the app on your phone and there's a game section and there are loads of games you can play as part of your Netflix subscription. There are. Um, some there good are ones, actually. Available and some genuinely good games on there, like Into the Breach, Oxenfree, some others. Yeah. And a brand new game has just come out this week uh, called Desta The Memories Between. Um, it's from developer Us2 who make Monument Valley, which is a really good mo mobile game if you haven't played. 
Um, and this is their this is their next game. It will be available on PC and console, but it's launching first on Netflix. Um, and it is described as a character-driven roguelike exploring themes such as self-reflection, loss, regret, and identity. Um, and it's around this kind of dodgeball game. Um, graphically, it kind of reminds me of like Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's got a really kind of vibrant style. And the lead character called Desta is the studio's first non-binary character. Mm-hmm. And the game also explores sexuality, gender, LGBT relationships. So it's very queer-friendly. Um and it's got this really bright, colourful art style. Um, and it's available on Netflix. So maybe go give that a go. Check it out, folks. Um, another game that was revealed this week, uh, yesterday, uh, is a game called Wild Hearts. Not Sayonara Wild Hearts. No. Just Wild Hearts. Um, this is a new game from Koei Tecmo, uh, which is the publisher who make Dynasty Warriors. Mm. Um, and also EA. It's a combination between the two. And um, basically, they wanted to make a Japanese-style hunting game, i.e. Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is their take on Monster Hunter, basically, called Wild Hearts. Um, it has a couple of twists. The first is that the creatures that you're hunting are known as kimono, but not kimono, like the Japanese dress. Kemono with an E. Um, I was thinking, oh, not are... like the dragon, but that's Komodo. That's Komodo, and that's Chinese, not Japanese. No, they're really, no, they're from like oh, um, I know that is Ecuador. Oh God, Komodos are Ecuador, aren't they? Galapagos. Okay, now I'm embarrassing myself. I'll shut up. Um, no, Kemono. Um, oh, it's and... in Indonesia. Is Komodo National Park? Okay, fine. Ignore me. Um, and yeah, these Kemono are basically these huge creatures that you um, that you hunt. Um, but they've been fused with nature. So, for instance, there is like a plant-infused squirrel, or there's a king tusk wild boar that's got like plants coming out of it. Um, so the creature design looks really cool. It's set in feudal Japan, mm. um, so it has a very kind of you know Japanese feel to it with all the weapons. They're like there's a paper umbrella as one of the weapons. Um, the other twist is that you have these gadgets made of magical technology called karakuri. Um, that is sort of looks a bit like Fortnite's building, but you're not building structures. So it's like very rapid building of, of these gadgets. And it might be um, like a propeller to glide through the air or a big pounding hammer or explosive bombs. Um, so you've got these in order to to defeat and hunt these creatures. Um, it's also co-op with up to three players. Um, I think it looks really beautiful and looks really cool, but it's also very Monster Hunter. So um, it's very much copying that. As Yuffie says, um, oh, <laughs> Ben and Ed do biology. Well, <laughs> what kind of bird is a Komodo dragon, Yuffie? That's all I want to know. It probably is a bird, isn't it? It's a non-flying bird. It's got scales. Not feathers, though. Probably did. At one Years point. ago. At one point, it had feathers and it flew. That's all I know about Komodo dragons. Sure. Oh, Yuffie, sure. sorry, Yuffie is our bird expert and says, Komodo dragon, not a bird. There we go. Thank you for clearing that up. Exactly. There we go. Um, uh, just quickly, <clears throat> quickly, a game that was announced today for PC is Sackboy, A Big Adventure. <gasps> um, why this isn't on PS Plus? Honestly, yet? why? Maybe this is why. <laughs> Maybe they'll put it on once it's been on PC for a little bit. But then Deathloop, 
Did that go on PS Plus before or after on PC? It came out on PC at the same time as PS5. Oh, wait, no, so, it did. It did, actually, yes. But yeah, what about things like, well, Horizon's not on there, is it? No. Um, Uncharted also has a PC release. That's not on there yet. Mm. So Spider-Man, God of War, maybe. Yeah, um, hit and miss. But, but Sackboy Big Adventure, it's already out on PS4 and 5. Now it's coming to PC. People seem to love this game. It seems very underrated. I think we should try and play it on co-op. I'm totally down for but when it's on PS Plus. We are, yeah, exactly. I'm not paying for it. Um, I mean, if it was like 75% off and it cost like 15 quid, I would probably buy it. But that's about the most I would pay. Um, yeah, I mean, we're actually thinking about in the future because we've got Formula Joysticks, which we're playing. Um, and this will be the one and only season of Formula Joysticks. So tune in and find out because, speaking of Tilted, we both get very angry. Uh, so, but we're thinking, you know, to keep it fresh... Once the Formula One season's over, and maybe even before then, we're going to be pumping out some uh, some more videos. Mm. Not that kind, uh, but we will be uh, doing. Yeah, I I was thinking like yeah, just maybe getting some random co-op games, trying new games out, and just making some YouTube exclusive content. Angry, Indeed. I can't cope with it. Says so Ed, no. <laughs> Watch Saturdays, uh, and then the following Saturday. We have recorded the next two. It's uh, you will not want to miss it. <laughs> mm. Mm. And then the last bit of news for today: um, Hal Laboratory, which is the maker of Kirby, has shut down a Kirby fan-made card game. Now, these cards were sold in Japan, and um, they featured a supporting character in the Kirby universe called Chef Kawasaki, but. The reason that this is a little bit dodgy is the fan game was called Chef Kawasaki's Micro Bikini Karuta. Now, Karuta are basically Japanese playing cards, and they had a whole series of these playing cards, but with this character in a bikini. And oh. I just just to give you yeah, I wanna, please post. a taster, I'm going to put a link in chat to the Twitter account. It's all in Japanese, but you don't need to speak Japanese to appreciate this character in a bikini that is also not really a bikini. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it looks like that's not a bikini. That's definitely bondage rope. That is bondage rope. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of Japanese people commenting with things that I can't. Let me click translate tweet. Seashell bikini gets normally excited. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I'm going to post another one. What is the top right of the packing scallop? Oh my god, packing scallop. When was the last time you uh, packed your scallop? Or scallop? Oh. You say scallop or scallop? Scallop. Oh. You say fall instead of fall. No. Yeah, scallop. 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 Yeah. Um, if you want to laugh, go click through that Twitter account and there are a lot of very strange pictures. So it's no <laughs> wonder that Hal had taken it down. What a disappointment. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? That is it. All right. This week. Well, thank you very much to everyone for watching and listening if you're on the podcast. Um, this has been Swapping Joysticks. The next episode was going to be very interesting. It will be next Thursday. What we'll be doing, where we'll be doing it, it's, you know. Will it be next Thursday? Definitely. We'll, we'll do it kind of, 
we'll record it in person just for the, you know, we'll just upload it to the podcast feed if we have to. Sure. But uh, so yeah, go to stoppingjoysticks.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes podcast or whatever it's called or Spotify or whatever your RSS feed is and you'll be guaranteed to have something next time. All right. Well, thank you very, very much for watching. Um, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Ed underscore Knights. Excellent. And you can find me at uh, Biggest Benus pretty much everywhere except for Twitter where I am Biggest Benus one all right. Well, thank you very much for watching. We're going to go and send a raid to Jeff. We do love Jeff. Go and send some love over to Jeff Brutlag. Let's do the sign-off where we finish the podcast first. Oh, shit. Yeah, we haven't actually finished the podcast yet. Oh, God. <laughs> say say your sign-off thing, then. Keep swapping. Swapping what? Joysticks. Oh, okay.